Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back to Racing HQ. It's just gone uh, one minute past ten on Racing HQ and it's time for Behind the Gates. Serious part of the morning's out of the way. Now we can have a little bit of fun and we'd love to hear from you on Behind the Gates as well. Send us a text through on the text line 0419 if you're keen on having a bet today and you're one of the thoughts of our experts, shoot us through a text and we'll read those texts out on air. Let's head out to Ramwick and see what the conditions are at the moment. Uh, Darren Flindell, have you arrived? Yes, I've arrived uh, here, Anthony, and it's a beautiful winter's day again. I think we've uh, fared well compared to uh, those down south. So uh, temperature-wise, it's fine. Bit of a, a breeze uh, building up, though. It's sort of a northwesterly breeze, so it'll be a, a partial headwind in the straight for these races. And uh, I believe the, the, this breeze will get a little bit stronger as the day goes on, is mm. the tip. Maybe finding a bit of cover might be might be the way to uh, mm. be today. Yes. Uh, Shane O'Cass is with us, the mailman. You had a bit of luck yesterday, Shane, uh, with with a few tips. How are you today? A bit chilly, but hey, it's sunny. And as Darren said, when we get sunny days in winter, we can't complain. Andrew Hurley's in the studio as well. Great to be working with you, Hurls. Nice to show up. It's better than when just better to see you in person. No, it is, it is. But um, yeah, sometimes it's just uh, yeah difficult to get in. Geez, I tell you what, there's some narks on the text line this morning. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Someone's given me a crack about the, the scratchings because I... I can't even repeat what someone's called me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> someone gave me, someone gave me a, 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 a spray about the, about the scratchings for missing a race when there was no scratchings. I didn't say there was no scratchings in a race, but well, anyway, mate, let's, right, let's kick it off, guys. Let's kick it off with the, uh, the Behind the Gates uh, team. And as I said, if you'd like to join the conversation, if you're keen on having a bet today out there at uh, Ranwick, we're just looking at Ranwick specifically. We get a, a few texts on the text line asking us for our opinions on horses out wide, be it, Sydney, uh, be it Brisbane or Melbourne. Uh, we are just focusing um, on the uh, on the Ranwick card. So shoot us a text through 0419767272 is the text uh, number. Uh, why don't we start with the uh, the winter stakes and, and get everyone's opinion here. This race knocked a bit about by those scratchings. We knew earlier on the week that uh, Catelli was perhaps going to go to Grafton. Brigantine's obviously racing in Melbourne. Um, and Polly Gray came out late. Not that that made a big difference because it was big odds. Blazer Trail racing up in, in Brisbane. So I was knocked a little bit about by scratching. So we're left with what hurls. Uh, Barbie's Fox is the favourite now. Yeah, it is. It's mm. solid, five fifty to six. But the best back clearly has been King of Hastings. Uh, it was seven fifty when we did the preview about an hour ago. You know, we went up fifteen dollars uh, pre-scratchings, nine dollars into six fifty today. Uh, very well supported. I'll be very interested to see. It's eight fifty to nine now. Uh, if there's much support for you, called it closer to race time. All right, Darren. What did you think? No horse in particular. We're just getting a few texts coming through for some other races, but no horse in particular but what did you think in the winter stakes i uh i want to go with uh tamahire uh the three i just got the impression had it not been knocked down and what was a pretty rough race uh, the civic stakes there was lots going on tamahire really got stopped in her tracks but I like the way that she sort of picked herself up a bit and followed through uh to the line so uh with the draw she's got i think she's definitely worth a another chance so she was very high on my list uh, tamahire I think Brooks Spire is very interesting with this very lightweight today. Lady of Luxury, although finishing at eighth last time, I like the way she was going through the line. 
And I think a deserved winner too uh, here at a prior start over the 1,300 metres. So they're the ones I've got on the short list. Now that Barbie's Fox is going to start in the race, very interesting. There's been a lot of money for her now with Zach Lloyd riding her on the minimum. Yeah, so if I'm taking a quaddy, I'll be putting in the 3, the 10, the 13, the 16 and the 17. Mm, um, yeah, not an easy race. And I know you, you've been making a strong case for Cisco Bay. And I think Joel Ryan's even said that he's quite happy to draw wide out. Thinks he's better when he can loop the field. Mm. We spoke to Sterling earlier on on Racing HQ. And, and he agreed he's got a short, sharp sprint. And you just got to hold him up and give him fresh air and let him rip at the right time. Uh, what did you think in the winter stakes then, uh, Shane? Uh, and this horse, Barbie's Fox, how does it line up this Victorian horse? It's an interesting one. <clears throat> yeah, he is. Uh, obviously, she there was is. money for it. Actually, yeah, once the uh, once the horse made the field, all the money sort of came. came. But uh, I'm just hoping that there's enough pace on in the race for Lady of Luxury because, as Darren mentioned, I don't think anyone missed her uh, last start. She was a long way back, and she really made up a lot of ground. But, look, if you go back one run, she beat a lot of those horses that beat her home uh, when she won at Randwick. It's turned into be a pretty strong form race. So it is always dangerous, I suppose, to have a horse that is, is going to be so far back and you don't really know what's going to happen. But I think she's good enough to win, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the 53 kilos there. It's not going to weigh her down too much. I'm interested in Long, uh, Long Valeurs as well. Um, he was my tip in the Civic, and he was very disappointing. I read the stewards' report. There was absolutely nothing there to suggest why he went so poorly. But he's a better horse than that, I think. And, uh, you know, you would like to see dramatic improvement from him. Um, Tamer here, I'm, I'm with Darren on it. The, the draw really has brought this horse uh, in, into this race because I'm not sure how the speed map's going to work out, but I would imagine Tamer here is probably going to be right in the first sort of handful and very unlucky, very, very unlucky first start here. All righty, thank you, Shane. There's the thoughts. Uh, Hurls, just a couple of texts coming through on the text line, which will will knock these off, yep. uh, fulfil some, uh, fulfill some of these. Uh, caller asking about Hawkesbury prices tomorrow. They'll probably yep. be up later on this afternoon. Yeah, they will. Yeah, just um, just text uh, Tim Ryan from the tab. Uh, Grafton will go up first because it's a feature meeting tomorrow. But if you look around about two, three o'clock, keep the refresh. Uh, button going and yeah they'll be open mate alright that answers that question here's a text coming through from Nick from Newcastle who's a, a loyal listener morning boys what's your thoughts on race 6 number 12 left reeling should lead from gate 1 and down in the weights best of luck with the multis boys and great job over the last couple of weeks Anthony Nick from Newcastle uh, so that's race 6 what price is she now 6.50 well Will she lead? I mean, she, she's led a last couple of runs, but I sort of knew her early on as a horse that was getting back, would get back and run on. Firstly, what price? Mm. And then we'll go to Darren. Left reeling and race six, number 12, Hurls. Yeah, $6.50. I think Brad Gray suggested it may lead this morning. It's been well back too, nine fifty to six fifty. Tell you what, if Tony B lobs this afternoon, I'll <laughs> have to go on annual leave. In fact, I am on annual leave. Another, <laughs> Another holiday. Another holiday. Fair income. Uh, it's 17 into 13. It always seems to attract its support. But to that uh, text coming through, it's been best backed. Left really, 950 into 650. Today. What are your thoughts, Darren? Oh, I wish I could be convinced she'd be leading. Um, the problem is, who will lead? Who are who are the other possibilities? So mm. I can see sitting up in barrier one there that she's probably a genuine chance. And with the rail out so far today, uh, barriers over the 2,000 metres is, is very important in a field of 12. Um, yeah, that's the capacity field here today, 12. 
Yeah, if you're sort of caught out wide, it's very hard to get that spot in. So at least left reeling has got that option, can be sort of in a forward role and on the fence as well. I've, I've gone for who I think's the best horse in the race at the moment in Touristic. Love the run at Rose Hill 2 starts back over the 1,800 metres behind Grabini. And that set the scene for a pretty impressive win at Rose Hill last week. Um, I don't think we saw any horse on the program come right around the field and win with the dominance that Touristic did. So I sort of really bonused him on that performance. And I think he can go back-to-back if the track is, is riding fair enough, just bearing in mind that the rail is well out. But I'd much rather back um, here than, say, if we were racing at Rose Hill today. Uh, Mudamani, though, there's probably a fair bit of upside here with this import. It was really strong at the end of the mile at Warwick Farm. I've got no doubt the 2,000 metres will be perfect for it. It goes into this rock-hard fit. So it's a genuine chance as well. And, and man behind the money, I thought Bayless had probably send it forward from the wide draw and... Um, and be in the top three in the run man behind the money. So he was the other one I'll be including uh, when we get down to playing a big six later on. Um, outside of that, Tony B, no, had a gut full of him. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us what you same, really mate. think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've drawn the, I've actually, I'm, at least, I think I drew the line in the sand with him three starts back. So that's it. No Fair more. Enough. He's barred for life. You've got to do that too at times. You do have to draw a line in the sand and just, and just uh, get Yeah, and if he gets, you'll get up one day and I've just got to cop it sweet. Yeah. That's... yeah I've got a couple that I've divorced there this afternoon. The other one's Battleton. And <laughs> they've come for it again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shane, um, what did you think mm. in race number six? Left reeling to answer that listener's question. Oh, I've got a feeling Mudamani is one you might be warming to. A, a good friend of mine and a loyal listener to the show, Daz from Cronulla, he's got a theory yep. that you are the best judge at identifying a horse that is is working to longer distances. You know, if they, they win at, say, 1,400 um, and you tip them and they're at a mile next start, it's an absolute launch job. So Mudamati fits that profile for you. Yeah, it does. Um, obviously, he's it's a little bit tougher, but... Uh, He's a lightly raced horse. He's making every post a winner. And I like the fact that he is up to this sort of distance because it's definitely where he's headed. Uh, you know, three starts from um, three wins from the four starts. But look, in saying that, I, I, I like Touristic. Uh, I thought he was good last uh, weekend. He's, he's backing up. He's a horse who's looking for 2,000, no question about that. And uh, just going through his preparation, he was carrying some big weights over shorter distances and always running really well, this preparation. So he really earned that win last start. And I think the Braden Star form is pretty strong form. But if, if I bet in this race, and when I bet, it's uh, in. Uh, uh, Intuity, uh, number nine, the French horse of Annabelle Neesham's. Uh, look, if anyone has time, go back and have a look at the replay of its last start. It was absolutely flying home at the end of that race there. An eighth just doesn't do it justice. Uh, it's an OTI horse. It's going to improve uh, second up and over a bit of a trip. Uh, I, look, I think it can knock them all off, but I think Touristic's the safe bet, but uh, Intuity is the place bet. All right, so Touristic, both Darren and Shane keen on it, and uh, there's your thoughts for... Uh, that uh, that listener on left reeling. Let's move to the last race, guys. Race number 10. Here's one from you, Darren. Well, here's one for you. Uh, morning, gents. Thoughts on the great mare, great mare, Coeur Royale, uh, in race 10. She's lugging a lot of weight, but isn't a bad sort. Um, and something about the Tigers. P.S. Grin time being a Tiger, isn't it, Darren? Keps. <laughs> Is Keps um, a regular? Yeah, uh, um, I don't I think so. Yeah, it was it was real good fun, wasn't it? Uh, taking the line at was it twenty two and a half? It there was twenty four and, and a half. 
and the and they won by twenty four. No, did they win oh, by what was it again? Or was, was it that? twenty two and a half? Yeah, won by twenty four, but yeah, or, or twenty two. Yeah. Right, Copton. I think twenty three and a half on another account. Right, but okay. And uh, very dubious try too, with two seconds on the clock. Oh, don't bring it we, up. We, we were saying on that. We were having a bit of a text exchange. I think um, uh, uh, Marlow got got uh, got burnt with that right on right on the belt. But we were saying Darren how often just half a point that the the. the the traders get it right. Just half a point. Yeah, it's know? incredible. Three and a half, they yeah. win by 24. No, absolutely incredible. Well, it's amazing some of these games. It's the last five seconds. You think, mm. you don't say it out loud because you just, oh, it's all over, we're home. But you, you just keep watching because, you know, anything can happen in the last five seconds. Mm. Um, what did you think of that? Uh, that what do you think of Kerr Royale in the last? She tried I, well. Yeah, I liked her trial here. No, was it Rose Hill on the 20th? Yeah, it led up there and was very easy work. She really toyed with them. So um, they entered her for the 1,200-metre race as well, the benchmark 88, but they've opted to run her in the lower grade here, the 78, and I think that's a good move. I've got her on top here, Kerr Real. I think she'll be right up on the speed in a very handy position and, and make her own luck there. So I had her on top. And I thought Forzanini might be worth another little chance. Uh, it was a pretty sharp race there uh, first up, but I thought she was working well leading up to her return to the races. But, yeah, my pick in the last will be Curriar. Yeah, someone asking also about 10 bells uh, in that last race as well. I was quite keen on it today. Uh, goes well uh, first up, and that troll at uh, Goulburn was uh, pretty sound as well. Mm. All right, Shane, what are your thoughts? Kerr Royale, and give us a comment on 10 bells. Yeah, well, firstly on Kuroyal, agreed. The trials have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, she's got some great form. Just looking through it while while Darren was talking, she's been thalassophile there at Flemington. Um, she's got form around Sunshine in Paris. I mean, Titanium Power, a third to win at Rose Hill. So obviously uh, has got the big rating there, eighty one. In a 78, but I think it gets in pretty well there for Zach Lloyd. I'm with Sunborn myself, um, the Edward Cummings trained horse. The trials for it have been very good. Uh, it was closing off well at Hawkesbury in the first one, and then it absolutely bolted in the last start, being a good sound out uh, when it came down here. So, look, she's a good horse at uh, first up. She's a good horse at Randwick, and um, yeah, I think she's probably, I wouldn't say prime for it, but she's certainly done enough to, um, to be competitive, more than competitive. All right. That answers that question. Thank you, guys. Let's move on to another listener here. Steve from St. Peter's at the track at Ramwick. It's a beautiful sunny morning. What does everyone think of Cigar Flick in the first race? Well, the whole world seems to be tipping it. Yeah. This will start favourite the way things are going, Hills. Yeah, Brad Gray and, uh, and Brody were really keen on it this morning. Uh, yeah, epic proportions now, 210. Did it get to the red? No, $2 at bottomed out at 230 to 225. I think you're right, man. It, it may press the t- favouritism for sure. You tipped it as well, didn't you, Darren? Yes, I um, yeah, I like her. I think she, her trials have been uh, quite good, really, and she was in some good races there in her first preparation. I think she will be epic proportions. What a what a disappointment this is! Drawing a mm. field of four in a race for one hundred and fifty thousand in prize money. That a cracking two-year-old race at Wyong earlier in the week. Um, outstanding race, and this is what we're left with on a Saturday. I, I find it mind-boggling, mm. but uh, I'm happy to take this price about cigar flick. With if, uh, what are four runners here? How do we stand on this um, this bonus bet business, Hurls? 
Um, yeah, I think it may be. Can you just give me give me a couple of minutes? And I'll just check that um, because at one stage, yeah, you had to have X amount. I think it was minimum five. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we're probably believing in the two fairy if we'll get <laughs> the bonus bit back there. But I'll just find out for you from Tim. What did you Fair like, enough. Shane? Uh, well, first of all, on the runners, there's a two-year-old race at Newcastle today that is a bigger field and a better field. I can't understand how with $150,000, you can only get four horses that accept on the day. Um, it's pretty awful. Um, and it makes it a bit harder. I mean, I think Cigar Flick will win, but I was more confident when that was a field of eight, just so would have a bit more of a sort of orthodox run race. But, you know, these little cat and mouse tactics, you never know if, if what what happens with these jockeys, what they might do. But, look, I think it'll win. I mean, now you probably couldn't bet on it. Um, but in terms of following the horse throughout the spring, it's probably the one that you would most likely think is going to lob into a better race here and there. OK, so it's uh, across the board. Cigar flick for that listener. Very popular. And the way things are trending, it's just been constantly firming up as the morning goes on. Uh, 260, now 225. Epic proportions to 210. It'll start favourite the way things are going. Uh, another listener's text in about race number three, the Tab Highway. Morning, boys. Just wondering your thoughts on Chase My Crown today. I'm worried about the lack of genuine tempo. Cheers, Russell from Penrith. Good on you, Russ. Thanks for listening to the show. Firstly, what price is it, Earls? Chase My Crown race three, horse number six. Yeah, we look at it too. Well, Burren Denner's been popular. What's it? Four dollars into three dollars this morning, and we went up eight fifty uh, when the market first opened. Yeah, support for Chase My Crown eight fifty peaked at nine. It's now into seven dollars. In fact, it'd be his second best back runner in the race. Darren, uh, in that highway, I've gone uh, with Baron Dunn. It was very strong late, but um, if you didn't shop early, it might be a bit of a worry as the price has well and truly gone now. Just note that Baradas is the, the late scratching transport issues getting to the track, so it's probably taken a little bit of percentage out. Oh, any six cents, the deductions there. Um, Miss Thatcher, I think, might be worth another chance. Zach Lloyd taking over this time. I think she'll just roll along, and I think Zach will be very mindful not to go too hard on her. She probably overdid it here uh, the other week and just di- didn't see the distance out. But I think she might be worth another chance there, the filly, uh, Miss Thatcher. Uh, then the horse from Wagga Wagga, salute again. Pretty good win. Not sure where that came from. Got pretty well... Um, it was beaten from a wide draw first up there at Wagga, but uh, was very well positioned by Danny Beasley last time and won fairly impressively. So I wouldn't want to say that salute again. Can't repeat there. And um, Chase My Crown was my fourth pick in the race, just so honest. Uh, I think an each-way ticket on her is pretty safe, particularly with the booking of Dylan Gibbons. Tim Ryan must be in a good mood because uh, that <laughs> bonus bet does apply uh, for race one. So run uh, second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. So it might well, be almost a free hit. That's absolutely yeah, a free hit when good, you consider that the free bet. The, the rougher of the field is about a 20 yeah. to 30 to 1 chance. Yeah, Missile defence, it's mm. an absolutely a free hit. Uh, Shane, your thoughts in the the highway? That listener was interested in uh, Chase My Crown in particular, but your thoughts overall? Yeah, look, there's a number of horses in this highway that have been either eye-catchers or unlucky uh, in in their own highways in the last few weeks. I mean, Swift Charm would be one of those. Barandana, of course, Chase My Crown's always 
uh, in the finish. Uh, look, I'm with one that's been very unlucky as well, vilified, uh, number eight. It's um, very well bred horse. He's a half to yes, yes, yes. Obviously, he's not going to reach those heights, but I know he's going to stud next year. I think Colt Prosser intends to stand him and put a few mares uh, to him next spring. But uh, anyway, I was talking to Colt not long ago, and look, he made a good case, and Karen McAvoy apparently told him that uh, when he jumped off at Rose Hill that the horse should have finished a lot closer. And I watched the replay. He, he only got beaten three and a half, but he was really unlucky. I mean, the, the horse does have the pattern, so he kind of does it to himself a lot. And then at Rose Hill, um, he was last on the turn there, drew 15. Karen rode him again. He only got beaten four and a half this time but look it was hard to make up ground I've said it every week I'm sure it was it's tough going at Rose Hill sometimes to make up ground on good tracks Randwick's a different story 1400 should suit the horse look these highways are a blowout every now and then um, I'm hoping today's one of them mm. alrighty so there you go um, there's the thoughts in the tab highway got a text coming through and got a text from uh, that listener earlier on about the scratchings Karen from St Leonard's and you're right Karen there I'll, I'll I'll be mindful of that next week, and I'll definitely read out the the races where there are uh, no scratchings in the race. I don't know if I can. How many the... meetings do you have to cover when you do these? Well, is it forty eight or forty nine. There's I think five <laughs> meetings worth yeah four or five, and I've got to sort of knock them out in about five or six minutes. So we are pushed for time. It is live radio. Yeah, I, I appreciate people do. I'll do my hear best that, for but, you, Karen. Um, yeah, I'm just, certainly no apathy with it. I'll do my best for you next week, Karen. Thanks for listening. Uh, another text coming through from a listener asking about race four here. Emma Thuba. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, Emma Thuba, race four. Friedman, uh, that's Will Friedman, gave a comment over the odds uh, when he spoke to Anthony on Thursday. It's down in grade. Uh, I see it's drifted. I think it's ready to roll. So he did actually mention, I spoke to him on Thursday when acceptances came out, and um, that was one that he did say that uh, she's perhaps going a bit better than what her uh, form suggests on paper, and uh, he gave her a push. She's what price is she? Yeah, now, he, it's a fraction easy today, eleven to thirteen. But if you shopped early, you got twenty six dollars for her. So mm. yeah, it has had some support. I mean, this is not easy. The midway, Darren. What, we, what did you end up uh, settling on here? We're not Amathuba enough times, but Fair I guess uh, coming into this this company, she might be. To be honest, when I was doing the form, I just dismissed her. Now you're making me have a, a second look <laughs> at her. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Uh, um, this is a race I don't want to play, to be honest. Uh, I put Super Bright on top there just for the fact it's drawn the fence and it's going to carry a very ridiculously light weight uh, with the apprentice claim there, getting it down to 51 and a half. So you might just get a nice suck run on the fence and with that light weight be able to ping a little bit better today. Diamond Diesel, we'll see if these blinkers uh, can improve the situation. He's been probably the most honest horse overall. Engaged in this race today, so I went uh, super bright over Diamond Diesel. Twice as specials win wasn't bad the other day. We'll see if it can repeat that. It's 440 into 360, Diamond Diesel, so it's been well backed. Uh, two starts ago, dead set raced uh, in the car park and was pretty gallant to uh, run second and then last uh, finished another third, but it's had a little bit of a freshen up, hasn't it? 28 he, days. He was waiting specifically for, for this race. He had yep. an option of running last week, I think, at 1500, but. Uh, 1200 for Diamond Diesel's right in his wheelhouse. Mm. So he was um, very specific about keeping him at that distance. And they have put the blinkers on him today just to get that extra 5 or 10% out of him. I spoke to Adam Duggan earlier on on HQ. What, what's a wheelhouse? Quarter. What I mean by wheelhouse is like it's right in his sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I don't know where the, the term where came from. Shit. Maybe Shane knows it, but <laughs> I, it's, it's basically means it's in his sweet spot. Where does that term come from, Shane? No any idea. ideas? Wheelhouse? No idea. I remember the horse, but I, I, and I know the word, but I don't know where it's come from. Yeah, I don't know either. We'll do what did you research. think? What did you think in that um, in that midway? Anyway, any hope for that uh, listener around Emma Thuba, who was uh, could texting be, in? Could be. It's not a particularly strong midway this week. I, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, the two horses I like from Anthony and Edward Cummings are both scratched. So um, I get stuck, um, and happily so, with Nosy Parker. Um, but the horse on its day is pretty handy. He did absolutely nothing though at Randwick in the mid in the midway uh, last time. And uh, again, in the stewards report, there was no particular reason. But look, it happens. Horses. You know, flesh and blood, they can have an off day. He's gone back and trialled. Of course, he was pretty good. He just went around, chased them around the back. But he closed off pretty well. Um, he's a bit of a mercurial horse. I mean, I've seen him do some amazing, well, not amazing, but some massive finishes uh, in these easier races. So, you know, you'd think Randwick would suit him if he gets the right style of ride and, and the, the tempo suits and all that kind of thing. If he has a good day, I could see him winning. All right. Thank you for those comments. Uh, wheelhouse, an area or field in which a person excels you could say that grammar is my wheelhouse, for example. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. I don't We've think learned that's, something. That's 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 a fair a fair um, a fair quote to use uh, to describe a sweet spot for a horse. Uh, Darren, you're getting a lot of love on the text line. Uh, fresh, not really. Yeah, no, you're very popular today. <laughs> Ken Darren Flindell beat his six winners last week. That was remiss of me not to mention. You tipped six winners last week. I seem to go a lot better at Rose Hill than I do here for some reason. Because um, mm. um, well, typically, because it's been so dry for so long there at Rose Hill, it's just been really consistent. You've just got to be close to the speed and on the fence to be a chance. Uh, today, I think they'll be coming from all over the place. So most unlikely. Hopeful, though. Okay. Should be one for one after the first. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. See how you go after that. Uh, text coming through about race two, horse number six. Uh, hey, guys, I've got a tip on a horse... Uh, race two, horse number six, bat out of hill. Has it got a winning chance? Michelle from Dubbo. Thanks for listening, Michelle. And they, um, they're putting blinkers on bat out of hill. We spoke to David Eustace earlier on Racing HQ at about uh, 7.30, quarter to eight this morning. Blinkers go on him. Um, I think perhaps, he, I think he was just beaten by the gate the other day, wasn't he? He drew wide, he drew barrier eight of eight. And uh, just the way that race shaped up, he was probably no hope. He was probably beaten before he before he stepped out. Darren, what are your thoughts on him? I put him on top uh, here, but out of hell. I'm hoping with the blinkers on, he might just be a little bit sharper out of the gauge and just posse up a slot or two better. I found this such a tough race because uh, Little Beginning should have a nice time of it up on the speed. If Step Aside had drawn towards the a lower draw, I would have clearly had him on top. Uh, he seems to have been a better horseman. He can get that nice run just on the back of the speed, but he's a chance step aside if he gets the right run. West of Africa was really unlucky last time out. Thought bad out of hell. Got to the line really well, and I'm just hoping he's going to be closer today. That's the reason I got him on top. And Noble Conqueror, I think, has been flying at the trials. Um, what have we, trialed here two Fridays back behind Salvere. just scooted along a very quick time, and Noble Conqueror was absolutely trucking through the line. Mm. Um, so I thought it was the other hope. There's, there's only a field of seven, and I thought five of them could win it. <laughs> but I've settled on the six bat out of hell. All right. Interesting. Um, you mentioned Noble Conqueror trialled really well. We had Charlie Duckworth from the Chris Wallace stable on earlier on this morning on HQ at about 10 minutes to eight. Um, and I asked him about Step Aside and Noble Conqueror. And just reading between the lines, Step Aside was definitely the preferred of the two. 
uh, Noble Conqueror would benefit from the run. And just another note on this race, Bat Out of Hill, there's a change of tactics just come through, Darren, further forward. But I think most of us probably expected that right, given that yes. he went too far back from the gate last start. So no shock there? No, I was sort of banking on that. And I think when he was winning those races earlier at uh, Campbell and Wyong, he was sort of right up on the van on both occasions. Mm. Trainers do have to be seen to be doing the right thing to uh, notifying the stewards of those changes, though. Um, Shane, what are your thoughts in that second race? Any hope? No, bad out of hell? What'd you end up on? Well, yeah, massive chance bad out of hell. I was just looking at his form. He, he's a very consistent horse, and he nearly won at Warwick Farm a couple of starts back with 61 and a half. So you have to admire a horse that's got a bit of desire like that. We'll try all the time, and the barrier is perfect. Ash Morgan rides a hell of a lot of winners. So, yeah, he's going to get the run of the race. Um, I don't think too many people missed West of Africa's run first up. I, I hope we're just not reading too much into it. Um, and he needs, you know, he's going to get rolled. He's an interesting horse. They tried him in some good two-year-old races after they bought him at the Magic Minions, and he wasn't really up to those um, two-year-olds in the Winter Carnival, but he didn't get thrashed in, in two of them. He does seem to have come back well. He was the eye-catcher, as I said, first up there at Randwick. Um, 1,400, Zach Lloyd, 56. Things do shape up pretty well for him. And, and what I say is a pretty competitive little race. So I was interested about Noble Conqueror. I was thinking during the week that if he was set for this, he's the best horse in the race and he probably just wins. But now, um, after hearing what you said, what Charlie Duckworth said, he's probably uh, he's probably out of the picture. Mm. It stepped into West of Africa. It's 370 into 280 now. Wow. Ooh. Hey, uh, here's one for the, for the team overall. Team message for Darren. Wondering if he may have workshopped what he may be saying during or at the post, if Cigar Flick wins or is beaten, maybe cigars <laughs> all round, or indeed, if beaten, give the cigars the flick. Cheers, Dan. Well, I've said this before, Darren. I think you stay up late at night and, and write these little <laughs> no, one-liners down. You, you can come up with them. You are, I mean, as a fellow race caller, oh, there was a you're very good. last week. You're very good. What was that horse that you said it's back in the cheap seats or back in cattle class? Or? Oh, 1A. Yeah, 1A. <laughs> 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 very, very good. Law listener uh, Ann Munsey uh, tweeted yeah. that, and uh, it was very, very funny. Have you got a line for Cigar Flick? <laughs> oh, you've, you've caught well, it Well, I'm just hoping Cigar Smoking. Flick smokes them. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you've given it away. I think you'll come up with something yeah. else. Actually, I had AT on Alan Thomas on um, on Monday's Expert a couple of weeks ago, speaking of race callers that can coin a phrase, and he said something very funny about uh, John Tapp. I asked him about when Black Caviar won her 13th race in a row, and he, he came up with the line, um, unlucky for some, not this one, yeah. and he, he, he told me about how it went down and, and how he thought of it in the, in, the, in the days leading up, and he said, I'm not one for scripting one-liners, unlike John Tapp, who could recite Banjo Patterson at the 200-metre <laughs> mark. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. What did you think? He was like that, wasn't he, Tappy? Uh, he was like that, wasn't he, Tappy? Yes, um, yeah, smooth as silk. He used to have um, a saying, it's flat to the boards. As soon as he said that, it was, uh, yeah, walk away from the TV. But, yeah, what a legend. All right, let's push on, guys. Uh, what race could we get up to? Uh, I think we can probably look at Resonator. That was the one I next wanted to have a look at. What race is that? Race Five, yeah. was it? Yeah, race five. Text coming through from one of the listeners. Hey, guys, Resonator flying. Um, should I wait to the death or should I step into the uh, the price now? What price is it now, Earls? 
Two ninety, bottomed out at two forty. It's back to two dollars eighty. I'm still having nightmares about Acceladus last stuff. Fair income, four sixty oh. to five fifty, <laughs> back to five dollars. But what was even more significant was the drift for Stonecoat. I don't recall seeing a drift as significant as that on a Saturday. No less. I think it was three eighty to nine dollars. Wow. Acceladus got its head in front. Fair income, I could be. I don't know. It's you never know in those situations. Did Stonecoat just show a lot of fight, and when that horse came to him, he's just lifted, or did Exceladus turn it up? Did you think it got there, Exceladus? Oh, it's, I've made an absolute mug of myself with the call. I was just casually calling Exceladus <laughs> right up on the outside, and, and oh, 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 and uh, and didn't win. <laughs> um, it was a struggle getting the words out in a split second. Um, I don't know, maybe Stone Coat is one of those type of horses. He just, he'd like that competition late, but Excel at Us probably gave him four lengths, got, a, got the upper hand and then didn't go past. It was, uh, Did it look awful in the yard, from recollection? Stone Coat? Yeah, because as um, I said, it was three fifty, uh, three eighty out to mm. $9. You just yeah, that, don't see drifts like that and no, they win. No, not mm. unless they parade poorly. Yeah, that, that, mm. that's what I'm saying, yeah. Because mm. uh, it was the last for, um, 10 minutes of betting as well. Problem for me here, actually, at Randwick, I can't see yeah. the parade ring. Yeah. Um, so the only glimpse we sort of get live is when they actually come out onto the track with about mm. five minutes to go. Uh, uh, now, in regards to Resonator, I, <coughs> I was just wondering, is this the good thing of the day, just jump, lead and, and roll along? It looks that way on paper. Hmm. Yeah, because he was I just he was brave when he beat Samana that day. He was dominant, winning last time, carrying sixty with Amy McLucas on today. He carries the fifty eight. I thought he just wins again. Battleton's gonna be giving away a start. Um maybe I'm a little bit untrustful of Excelidus now after that incident here a fortnight ago. Um yeah, I just think Resonator leads and wins. What did you think, Shane? Yeah, the form around him is very strong. I must, I must say that he's drawn well. He's at home. He's got a good jockey on three kilos. Um, I am interested in Wine Glass Bay, though, particularly what happens closer to the uh, post with the um, the flux, because the horse obviously first up, Chris Waller. Uh, but he's got Jason Collard on, and I noticed going back through his form last campaign or his first Australian campaign, he ran third at Rose Hill at his first run, and he'd only had the one trial, and that was on a heavy eight. The, the race day. This time he's had two trials. Whether that's significant, you know, he's been brought forward a little bit more for a race like this, I don't know. We'll find out, as I say, with the market. But um, look, it's doable for him, provided it's not a jog um, and then a sprint home. I, I wouldn't imagine that's going to play into his favour. But, you know, if there's a little bit of pressure on Resonator early on, you never know from a horse like um, Excelidus and others, um, he might be coming down the middle late because Collett does get the timing right. Okay, Wineglass Bay, that answers the question for Crackers from Albury, who's texted in as well, loyal Shark supporter and also a loyal listener here on hey, HQ. He's a regular Crackers. Yeah, yes. yeah, we hear from him every week. You've got a wrap there as well, Hurls. Was there a wrap well, for That'd you? be a change. I think I walked in here. I was copping it left, right and centre. Uh, uh, maybe I misread it. Or it's gone. <laughs> <Is> it? <laughs> or it's gone. Oh, it's one of those messages that just erases us after five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the text we got. I like the text we got before. You have a missed call and did not leave a uh, 
<laughs> I think some people think they can call the text line yeah. to get through. There is another number, actually. It's 135353. If you do call, we'll put you on air, but you don't call the text line number. Uh, and Dave from Umine is winding me up. Sticks, can you read the, re- can you read the scratchings again, please? Oh, yeah. No, that won't be happening. $7.50 to $8.50 back to $8 wine glass. But I'll tell you something. I think I know that um, Dylan Gibbons is pretty short in the jockey's chance today, but if you were looking for a bit of value, I thought Jason Collett's got a fair book of rides uh, today, and he's um, he's absolutely flying too. Hmm. All right, let's let's move on to race number seven um, and uh, get the thoughts of um, Darren and, and Shane here. Uh, listeners texting about insurrection. Uh, and this is another one, not dissimilar to Resonator, uh, from a map point of view. Mm. I, I guess he's drawn a little awkwardly. That's probably the biggest challenge for him, Darren, insurrection, do you think? I I ended up sort of downgrading him a, a bit in the selections as I was worried that there might be too much pace, or sorry, enough pace underneath him that makes him work a little bit harder. And then I'm starting to think maybe I'm just way off. Maybe you just you just will spear across there and and control the race. Boy, the the second behind Omni Man at Warwick Farm when resuming looks a lot better now because uh, they gapped the rest of the field and then he sort of gapped them there last time out. And Brudenall, I don't think will be showing the speed that he did last time. He had to at Rose Hill. He drew barrier ten in a field of ten, and if Dylan didn't ride him the way he did the result may have been different because you just had to be up on the speed and on the fence there that day. So maybe Brudenall won't go as fast out of the gates as he did last time and Insurrection might get it easier. I've sort of played on the scenario that they will go hard uh, because uh, Curtis Island might uh, kick across as well and Oryx has drawn the inside, might boot through as well. And I'm giving Kim War's um, new stable acquisition a bit of a hope here, bend the knee formerly with, with John O'Shea. Just think its trials have been nice leading up to this return, and whilst he's going to need a lot further than the 1,100 metres, if they do happen to go mad and they're making ground today, I thought bend the knee could be worth an each-way ticket, but uh, certainly not potting insurrection or brutal or they're, they're both big chances. Right, and I think Wadigos is trialling really well. Mm, very well. It's a winning yeah. chance here. I, spoke, but I cannot believe the price of that. I spoke to Bjorn earlier this week, I think, on Racing HQ, and yeah, it was on Tuesday, I think, and saw the horse was in the, the nominations and just mentioned his name, and yeah, he was very positive, Bjorn, so... You could certainly cop the tip there. Shane, what did you think, uh, Insurrection in particular, in that race? Well, yeah, it's a very interesting scenario here. I think what happens in the first 200 might decide what happens in the last 200 because uh, of what Darren said about Insurrection drawing 11, Brutonel in 8. I, I wouldn't, I mean, look, Insurrection will obviously be ridden for speed. Uh, whether Brutonel is, as Darren said, I don't know um, if he kicks up and holds the other horse facing the breeze. It'll be very interesting. Um, I've got Brutonel on top just because I admire what he did first up. I think that was a big effort to run the time that he did from the barrier where he started. And, you know, the last 600 was very quick. He's a nice horse. He wins more than he loses. Um, look, if it happened to be a drag race in the early sex, in the early stages and these horses wore themselves out, so good, so cool could be the one again. Um, you know, he's on a hat trick. Uh, it's not easy to do. And he's that sort of horse that does like to just wait, wait for the others to come back and then he'll join in. So uh, you'd think from barrier five, he's just going to park him behind uh, anything that wants to lead. And he's in good form. And I must say, so is his trainer. 
doing a great job in a first season. We had Sarah on uh, earlier mm. on, on the show on Racing HQ. She's done a remarkable job in a first season. Only had limited runners, but knocking off Saturday winners regularly. And the horses just they just keep fronting up and running well. So. Uh, thanks for your thoughts there, and that answers the question to that listener about insurrection in particular. Uh, a couple of texts coming through here. Uh, Mike, the banker's text in about uh, wheelhouse. Wheelhouse is a reference to the captain's area on a ship where the wheel is situated. Yep. Uh, also, uh, someone's wheelhouse means it is their area of expertise right up their alley or sweet spot, as you mentioned. Mike, the banker, thanks for listening, Mike. Um, what else did we have here? That's what I wanted to get to. Uh, Iona Merck. There was a text come through from one of the listeners about Iona Merck. Now, this is an interesting one. He's he's going to be very popular, isn't he? Um, I think mm. he's got that insurrection form line last start and arguably should have won the race. Uh, he's a dollar ninety now, Hurl, mm. so he just keeps firming up. He's the he? most popular runner on the card. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is a race that's really going to shape a lot of people's day. This, yeah, those absolutely. with it and those against it. Uh, did we see earlier also Manto that's going to be ridden more forward? Uh, that, was, that? that was that yes. was bad out of hill. Oh, Alan Merck, there was a change of tactics. Is it as well, Darren? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's just come through as well. Oh, well no which, is, which is not unusual. It was just the incident last time, wasn't it? It played up in the gates. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just went pear-shaped when the, when the gates opened. Amy McLucas suffered um, a mild concussion, I think, out of that incident as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're not going to look at him like he's, he's going to be a back marker, but he has drawn a little bit wider out as well. And just wonder how much that may have taken out of him. It was an enormous sprint down the straight. wonder uh, if he can sort of repeat that. Mm. Did you tip him, Darren, or what did you end up on? No, I've, I've ended up going with We Will Rock. Uh, in this, because I know We Will Rock will jump and probably try and control the pace of the race with Space Boy, maybe much, much better being sent forward from the outside draw. I was impressed with We Will Rock and the Dune Stakes. Uh, when he was clearly beaten, he was fighting back again at the end of the 1,100 metres, or maybe the other two were, were starting to knock up, but he was really strong through the line. And I thought, well... He, he needs the 1,200 metres again, and uh, he gets that here today. When he had his first start here over 1,200 metres, he carried 60 and was only just touched off on the line by Devil's Throat. Uh, so <clears throat> that form's been all right. So I've gone with We Will Rock here. I just think he'll be up there on the speed and uh, controlling his own fortune. I think much, much better is a good roughie. I just balked a little bit at Iana Merck. The price being a huge factor, but I'm also mindful of the fact he is jumping uh, from benchmark 78 up to the to the 88 here, and um, you know we were rocks coming back off a of June Stakes performance. Every time, much much better's run in the last 12 months. He's always been at the high level in the 88. So I I think the the circumstances of the defeat last time is distorting the market with Ana Merck. Yeah, probably one of those ones that. Just had a flashing light on it. The whole world knew it was unlucky, and they end up starting mm, unders. Take unders. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shane, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, look, I agree with all of that about Iona Merck. I, I can't understand why it's um, 
wife's so short. Well, the only reason I think it is so short is for what you guys have been saying. I mean, Bjorn Baker's got a lot of followers. Everyone knows the horse that's been winning. It was unlucky last start. But, I mean, it's a 78 to an 88, and it's a much better 88 than I think people are giving it credit for. I, I'm with Handle the Truth. Uh, look, he's a Kosciuszko winner, um, albeit a few years ago, but uh, he was very good last start. He was $61 in a race that he only got beaten about 0.8 in. Um, so his form's pretty good. He, he's run, what, second in a, in a town plate at Wagga last preparation. I think the depth of his form is so superior to what Iona Merck has been doing. And, um, you know, even though he's got a 0404 next to his name, the other one's, you know, 114, I'm telling you, the runs are better than they look, and he's had excuses for when he, he didn't run well. So, look, at the price, there's just no no way I could take odds on about Iona Merck and not take 20-odd about Handle the Truth. Fair enough. There's no meat in the bone um, at all with Iona Merck. Handle the Truth, you're always good for a roughie. And there's a real roughie for um, the old veteran. And we had a, a listener text in as well, Blue Bag from Canberra, wanting to know about ah. Handle the Truth. So um, it was it was good that uh, that you've, you've tipped it on top there. Is he a regular? Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's got form around Front Page, obviously. Front Page is a, is a Kosciuszko chance this year. Uh, Lady of Luxury is the horse that he ran fourth to last start. And, you know, there are people included who are tipping it to win the... Um, the winner stakes today. So mm. the, the, the form for it, as opposed to the form for the up-and-comer, I think is poles apart. All right, that answers your question, Blue Bag. There's Did a bit you... of a bit of a promo shoot going on now, out here on the track at the moment with our four gun apprentices. Oh, right. Uh, Dylan Gibbons, Zach Lloyd, Tyler Schiller and Rhys Jones playing up to the camera and they just... I'm not sure if it was planned or not. They just had a bit of a running race there. Dylan was about six <laughs> metres in front. Reese Jones just rolled him dominantly on the line. <laughs> the camaraderie with these young guys is just incredible, isn't it? What they've what they've done for the Sydney racing. I, I've never seen anything like it where you can have a pool of so many apprentices completely dominate Sydney racing. It's uh, very unique times. Yeah, and they're all mm. they're all great kids as well. Mm. Having uh, mm. the yeah, they handle to, the um, interviews to get and to stuff. know them a little bit. Yeah, like for any young they're all kids. great kids. Yeah, like. They they interview they really, really, really well. Yep. Yeah, no, they really are. All of them, they're all great kids. No rubbish in them at all. Uh, Darren, just uh, another listener text. Gee, you're popular today. Hey, guys, um, he wants to know about custodian. We're going to run out of time because we've got to get to the multi. But uh, Greg on the Murray says, love the show. DF, you're a legend. Thanks for listening, wow. Greg. There you go. You've got a fan down on the Murray. Uh, all right, That's time. Nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I stay at his place next time when Wagga's on? <laughs> Might be. No, that's the Murrumbidgee. Oh, you oh, need to sorry, go. To, you need to go to Albury or a Chuka or somewhere down there on, the, oh, on one of those on the oh, river boats. Oh. Don't we have one in at Albury next week? We Felix? do. We do. Yeah, we do. I uh, don't Wagga Tuesday actually. He's in oh, that's right. Sorry, switch the venue. They switch right. the venue. Yeah, you making the trip down? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm going to fly out tomorrow, go and get some sun for a week. Mm. Oh, you're going to Grafton? Are you going to Grafton? Uh, no, it's cold up there. No. <laughs> Something a little warmer than that. Okay, I thought you were going to Grafton for the carnival. No, I'll be spending rupia next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enjoy your, enjoy your break. But let's get into the multi then, the mm. Behind the Gates multi, uh, where each of those horses, if you're a newcomer to Behind the Gates, we're about to give uh, a horse each, the four of us on the panel, uh, and the horses must finish top four at Renwick today. And the guys at the tab, Ben Dixon, has um, has put the multi together for us and we're getting a good price today. So I'll kick off. And in the winter stakes, race eight, horse number five, Cisco Bay. He's never raced better. Uh, it sets up perfectly for him. And uh, I'd be shocked if he finishes uh, further back than top four. So race eight, number five, Cisco Bay for me. Uh, Darren? 
Uh, we will rock. We will rock is uh, the the one I settled on there. I, I think he's pretty safe. Jump lead and he'll he'll keep hanging on. I was actually going to take Tamahiro, but when I saw yesterday that uh, you were going with Cisco Bay, I thought I'll have to to change the the tactics a little bit. I tell you what, uh, Shane's certainly putting some big value into mm. this today. <laughs> well. I think this is my last week, so I won't be here to uh, cop any abuse uh, next week. I thought I'd, <laughs> I'd have, a Go hard. have a solve mm. the stumps from the boundary. Uh, it's vilified, the horse I was talking about before. Trust me, I have been talking to Colt Prosser, not recently, but not long ago, and he's pretty keen on the horse. So, um, so am I. I think he's been very unlucky. Let's see what he can do today. I just want a fair track. I think we're going to get it. So look out, vilified, late Vilified, that'll add some value. It's $26, so that's a, that's a throw yeah, up the but he, he was 61 this morning. Uh, you've mm. obviously been spreading the word a bit there, Shane. 61 <laughs> into 26 now. Yeah, no, look, it does just underline what I'm saying. The, the, the horse, there's a bit of confidence in the camp, so, um, and he's not that bad a horse. He's just very pattern-related, very tempo-reliant, and I'm just hoping Cathy O'Hara can get him into clear air and at the right time he'll come late and run a place. doesn't have to win, but he's going to run a place. All right, I'm channeling my inner Brad Davidson because I'm going for the $2.70 favourite in West Africa in race number two. But it doesn't matter because, uh, again, we've got a big price. So I'll just repeat, race two, number five, West of Africa. Race three, number eight, Vilified. Race eight, number five, Cisco Bay. Race nine, number four, We Will Rock You. We've got a price of $26 today. Love to get this up. And they'll do a maximum bet of $15. So it is open now. I'll go quicker than Taylor Swift tickets, you would think. Racing extras <laughs> uh, under the uh, under the tab website. And uh, in fact, it's, no, it's not. That's under the tab app. If you go to sports and today's offers. So sports, today's offers on the website and racing and racing offers on the tab app. Get okay. in quick. That's been behind the gates. Darren, we better let you go. You've got a really challenging race to call in the oh, first. I'm going to remember all of these. <laughs> yeah, sing out if you need a hand. I've had a bit of practice. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, anyhow, let's hope this cigar flick does smoke them in the opener. Enjoy the day. Thank you. Shane, thanks for your help as well over the last month or so. It's my final day as well on, on HQ for us. Actually, no, it's not. I've got to come back and do next Saturday because Darren's taking a holiday. So Luke Marlowe's back from holidays to call the races and I'm doing HQ again. So yeah, good stuff. We'll have someone else on again next week. But thanks for your help, Shane, and best of luck with um, Vilified. We'll need a little bit hey, of it. We sure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Good luck to everyone. Thanks again, Hurls. It's been great to uh, have you in the studio with us as well on Behind the Gates. We'll cross paths. We shall.